0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode 68 of The Seasers Show. It's 2020. It is. It is. Um, and, and it's a new decade, mark of a new era, first episode of the new year. I'm extremely excited to, you know, deliver some new content for the year. Slight week that's been going on the NBA. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just want to greet you guys and hope you guys enjoy this episode that's up and coming. So just to rehash last episode. In 2019, it was Manny and I, and it was episode 67. We discussed several topics, Um, LeBron versus Giannis, you know, has Giannis, you know, taking the crown from LeBron James or the Rockets being a legit title contender, KG and Bronze Beef Hall of Fame nominations, IT getting suspended uh, for going at it with the fan, uh, Christmas Day predictions, and much, much more. Um, but without further ado, it's new year, so you got to kick it off right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my co-host, my boy, Trey
1: Day XXIV. You already know what's going on. What's up, peoples? How's everybody doing? I, I hope you brought the new year in with a bang and I hope your year is off to a really good start cuz you know we're doing a lot of stuff a lot of growth in 2020 a lot of uh a lot, a lot a lot of hot stuff you know so uh I hope you got the same kind of mindset and I hope you are uh safe healthy and flourishing you know what i'm saying yeah
0: for sure for sure and one thing i want to ask you you know it's 2020 new decade okay okay what are some you don't have to be specific. you don't have to be specific okay. but I guess generalizing things, what are some of your new year's resolutions?
1: Um, I wanna attack the pressure and uh understand the progress and the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh not that it's a resolution, but you know, you wanna double down on some things, you wanna emphasize some things. So so definitely with that, there's a lot of things I wanna do, a lot of hats that I wanna wear and I wanna be able to do it organically. I wanna be able to do that, you know, from the start to finish, you know myself, if I have to, but at the same time, bringing in other people to help, and I just want to—I want to learn, and keep learning, and figure out new ways to learn and how I learn, understand myself, you know, get nigga self, niggas your worth. So, hey, you I already like know. It. I like that. What about you? What about you? uh yeah.
0: man. So, my honestly, my only resolution is to cut my hair. I'm kidding. <laughs> to cut my hair. <laughs> As you guys can see, the curls are gone. Got the fresh cut. Sheesh. It Looks good. I, I like it. Good. I, it, like looks it. Good. I like it. I like it. I didn't try to. I didn't try to make it too low. I wanted a little yeah. bit of hair there, but it's nice. You know, I was, I've been wearing a do rag every now and then. Okay. I don't, I was trying it seems cur, like it curled too fast. Like, I literally cut it last week again. Oh. And What products are you using? I don't use anything. I just wow. shampoo, conditioner. Wow. <laughs> and then it curls back up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe I'll share my secret with you. I'm kidding. Uh, I, don't, I, don't uh, use anything. I don't use anything. But I've been using do rags pretty dope, but not to sidetrack. Uh, yeah. 2020, man. With time, what I've realized over these past couple of years, just this past decade is time is all relevant you know i'm saying we're only ever living in the moment yeah um so you just got to attack it on a day-by-day basis so what i want to do is just continue to be consistent continue to remain passionate um continue to help others or you know at least you know help steer them in the right direction right path give them input give them advice or whatever talk to them um and like you said just constantly learn talk to them um you know we were talking, you know, a couple episodes before with LeBron James calm app. We said it's mind over matter. I every saw day. you got it. Your brother I, got it you brother got it Tough. for me. My brother got it for me Big yeah, Bro. Yeah, shout out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Big Bro. I've been using it. I haven't used it last like two, three days, but okay. every other day. I mean, every single day. Like I've been using it. What's so. your favorite feature? Um, probably. For anxiety, like performance anxiety, mm-hmm. obviously I already told you like some stuff I'm doing outside of this, but mm-hmm. performance anxiety definitely helps. Um, breathing exercises, and then uh, sometimes I use it for reading. So I like listen to the sound of rain. Uh, it's pretty soothing, pretty common. And then at nighttime, they have this one feature where you go on the app. You can listen to different like bedtime stories and there's like special guests as well too like so some well-known actors or like spokespeople or whatever and they're just telling you different stories um so the one lady from black panther like the ball i can't remember her name um she had like some african stories she was talking about and the stories be like 34 to 40 minutes but literally you fall asleep within like 10 minutes just like that so i wake up i'm like yo what the hell and then like the whole time, since I'm falling asleep so fast, I feel like I'm more rejuvenated in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So um, I know <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of a hypocrite. And then you know I'm saying? Ah, it's kind of expensive. But if you get it as a present, well worth it. it's good. And I think if you stretch it out in 12 months, it's about what like five, six bucks a month. So yeah. I think it's a good investment. Okay. And I, honestly, what you should do um, is try the seven-day free trial and uh see what you see what you get out of it you know I, I i had some people who reached out to me and said yo i actually use this for my anxiety for this and this and that and that was kind of that's kind of cool as well yeah. too so shout out to lebron james shout out to the call map awesome. and you know yeah that that those were my 2020 or well, my 2020 resolutions just to be consistent in all aspects learn Love, laugh. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. Everything, much on, it. Pinterest, everything, yeah, everything on, Pinterest. on Pinterest. Everything on Pinterest. Everything on Pinterest, man. Everything <laughs> on Pinterest. But um, without further ado, let's get into you know the latest topic. So, um, former commissioner, you know, just passed away. So I just rest wanted to you know just yeah just say rest in paradise. Like we say, we touched on it. Um, you know, he definitely uh, did a lot for the NBA as well too. And I'm pretty sure I took a screenshot of something with him. Um, to you know, not necessarily commemorate him, but show the growth that he you know had going on within the NBA. Let me just try to find that joint. Been taking a lot of pictures and screenshots. Where are you, Commissioner? Where are you? Uh, hold up. Was it this? One? Okay, yeah. So right here. So his impact on the NBA. So in 1984, I think that's when he came um, to be the commissioner, and the league revenue was 165 million. And in 2013, this last year, it went from 165 million to 5.5 billion dollars. Ridiculous. There were 23 franchises in 1984, and then by 2013, it expanded to 30 teams. The average attendance in 1984 was 10,620, and then he expanded that to 17,269. And then the, ad, the annual TV deal went from $28.5 million all the way to $937 million. Sheesh. So safe to say that his legacy um, will always be remembered, and it can only go up from here. So like I said, rest in paradise, man. Putting in the work, definitely. Putting huh. in work, definitely. So the first actual topic I want to talk about is <laughs> Zion's injury update. Okay. So the top pick from the 2019. I'll play highlights, by the way. 2019 NBA draft, uh, you know, is getting closer and closer to his professional debut. You know, obviously he went um, – he underwent some uh, surgery to, you know, repair that torn lateral meniscus, yeah. uh, you know, from the season start. So he missed, you know, basically every game, but played damn near all the preseason games as well, too. So we got to see a little <laughs> glimpse of uh, what he's capable of if he's on the floor. And, uh, you know, he's going to spark – Um, A lot of energy, a lot of, of, uh, you know, positivity towards this team moving forward. So um, a couple days ago, I believe on Thursday morning, he went through his first full practice with the Pelicans. Um, And they're very hopeful that he's going to make his professional debut um, within the month of January. So obviously, January just started. We don't know if it's going to be next week, the week after that, the last day of January. But January is looking like um, it's it's promising right now. So Uh, A couple of the media members got a hold of him, and he was saying, you know, um, it was a great experience to practice, full contact, Uh, know, I'm glad to be out there, Um, and he said if it was up to me, I would have been out there two weeks ago or something, but it was good to get back out there. It's been hard balance because I'm 19, so, you know, you're anxious, you want to get in there, you're a young boy, you think you're, you know pretty much untouchable, indestructible, or whatever. But from a professional standpoint, um, he does have to look at the longevity. So that definitely makes sense as well, too. So obviously, before the Pelicans lost to the Lakers Friday night, they're on a four-game win streak. Um, and right now, they stand at 11-23, and 23, I believe. Um, but, you know, they have a bright future ahead of them. So my question for you is, you know, is it safe for him to come back, knowing that he just, you know towards meniscus a couple months ago before the season started. Um, just had surgery. Obviously, it seems fully repaired. And we already talked about, you know, if you get surgery as opposed to, you know, snipping it off, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on all that? And knowing that he's the number one pick and he's probably going to be the cornerstone of
1: this franchise for years to come. I think in this juncture, um, if he is Zion <laughs> Williamson that he was in the preseason and at Duke, and you see that, and there's no doubt in your mind, cool, you know, because it's a good chance for him to play, for him you know, get out there on the floor, get his NBA uh, first few games, regular season games underway against competitive teams that are probably going to be looking to get those wins, you know, those ones against the Pelicans, maybe not because they're so deep down into in the Western Conference uh, standings. It's not going to mean much as far as, you know, standings go, but they're going to try to build a resume, keep getting wins against the Pelicans. So it'll could probably get a lot of teams best efforts. And I, I believe Zion playing is really important. Um not super important, but important enough to where is if he can play, he needs to be on the floor. Um at first, if it would have been like any different another scenario where the injury wasn't or was more severe, then yeah. bet like sitting sit him out. But he wanted to play 2 weeks ago. He probably could have played 2 weeks ago. I think the timeline has been good. Again, if he's the dying of old, let him rock. So. Hey.
0: Yeah, but uh I mean, he he looked like he gained a lot of
1: weight. <laughs> he yeah. looked like he gained a
0: lot of weight and the way he just moving, maybe cuz I just haven't seen him in a while and that's how it is, but
1: just the way he be moving sometimes looks he moves a like a football weird. player but we know that <laughs> until he jumps so like he doesn't look like a basketball player until he starts moving
0: and they are and they already said with this man is that he's going to um they they're trying to get him to walk differently You remember that yeah they said trying to get him to walk and he run waddles. differently he waddles yeah so i mean he said he's been you know when you get injured like that as well too they kind of tell you what you what you've been overcompensating yeah. um and they strengthen those weak areas so i mean like you say, if he's healthy, then go out there. You know the whole world wants to see him. Um, so, you know we'll see what happens. I just, he I just walks hope like he's. A, I just hope he's healthy.
1: I hope he's healthy too, because it will it will rob the game of basketball. I know of man. a once in a generation a player. We're
0: we're we literally like while this preseason, everyone was saying, "Oh, he's the next since Bron." Now it's looking like
1: Luca's the next up. Dude's nineteen, dude. Nineteen, mm-hmm. that's crazy. He could sit two seasons and still. Play another 20 years. I mean, you know, God willing, but he's 19. That's crazy to me. And he's ridiculous athlete, pretty good basketball player, mm-hmm. and only going to get better. So I'm hoping we see him soon.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. So Zion, um, you know, get back because I want to go to a Pelicans versus Wizards game. That would be hot. <laughs> That'd be hot. I'll <laughs> be very, very fire. So um, we'll see what's good with that. Next topic I wanna to talk about is Kevin Love's frustration on I the I hate court. it here. So obviously you guys know Kevin Love was, you know, went to UCLA, was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves, Wolves, was a walking thirty and thirty well thirty and ten type of guy. I think he's one of the few who had thirty and thirty before in his career and uh all star caliber player when LeBron James came back to Cleveland, after departure from Miami, he, you know, said, Wiggins, get the hell out of here. Come (laughs) in, Kevin Love. We got this young talent. Let's get it done. Went to four straight finals with LeBron James, won a championship as well. And then he signed a five-year extension, I think, on LeBron James last year in Cleveland. Um, So he's pretty much, you know, in a shithole. Even though he ain't paid, he's in a shithole right now. I um, yeah. and like he just wants to win at this Cle- point his career. Yeah, out. and what Cle- what's what's Cleveland's overall right now? Jeez. I don't even think they <laughs> won over 10 games. <laughs> I think Cleveland's overall. Let me check that joint real quick, man. Are they
1: going to win 20 games this year? No.
0: Sheesh. They're 10 and 25, so they're on pace to probably not win 20 games. But they are, besides the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks, they're Pretty much dead last right now. Um, so, according to ESPN, Cavalier star Kevin Love showed his frustration several times on the court during Saturday night's one twenty-one to one hundred six loss to OKC Thunder. He's walking around. But afterward, he denied having any problems with his teammates. <laughs> so, Love, who has been subject of trade speculation all season, became annoyed late in the season, in the second quarter, when Colin Sexton didn't throw him the ball as he was getting positioned in the lane, the veteran threw his arms in the air and slowly walked through Sexton at the top of the key. And then after getting the ball, he basically just threw that joint to uh <laughs> Osmond. And it, Osmond just had to throw that joint up. Um and then after the game, I guess he said we were making a play call upset, we were in the bonus and Chris Paul was on me. So I felt um so I felt swing it on me, swing it to me and try to throw it on the post see if they double team and then I can get a good shot out of that. Um, that's not what we did. And yeah, I was frustrated. Then on IG, he basically posted a couple pictures with his young bull saying um, a lot of a lot of non-truths being shared, but I've learned that we live in a world where people remember accusations and not rebuttals. Let them paint whatever picture they want. Fact is, I love my teammates. Then they said Cavaliers coach John uh, Balin took blame for the play call as the clock was winding down, but said he doesn't want his players to show frustration on the court. If I do it, if anyone does it, it really doesn't matter. Or it really doesn't make you a better player or a better coach at that time. said, It's like carrying a suitcase around with you that you have extra baggage. We don't need that. So as it's pointed out to me or I see it, we try to address it best we can. Um, And then also they said, uh, let me see here. According to a report by The Athletic, Love yelled at Cavaliers GM, Kobe Altman, earlier Saturday about a recent fine Citing anonymous sources The Athletic said the incidents took place following the team shoot-around and Love was screaming in front of teammates, coaches, and front office staff going ape. Wall on these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the reporting
0: report athletics said Love um, was a $1,000 for the outburst on the bench during Tuesday's game in Toronto, which he pounded the chair in frustration as he came off the court during the timeout. Um, so Love's name has come. in yeah, $1,000 nothing to him. They would have found Jimmy
1: Butler like 25.
0: Love's name has come up in trade talks as the rebuilding Cavaliers 10 and 25 are looking to the future. He is in the second year um, of a four year, hundred twenty million dollar contract extension. So it. obviously, it's frustration because you are the star player. You did get paid, so then hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. But there's that frustration because it's like, what direction are we in? Like, are we rebuilding? Because obviously, we you know we've been one of the worst teams since LeBron's left. We've drafted two first round picks in Sexton and the other guy. I can't remember his name. Um, but like, what are we doing? I'm thirty one. I'm aging. I don't want to be part of this rebuild. I'm trying to win now. So yeah. you have that, and then, and then you probably have the GMs and the owners talking to the coach saying, yo, do this and this and that, play this player this X amount of time. So it's just that weird space he's in right now. Like, what like
1: what happens from here? I mean, in, in the start from the beginning, historically the Cavs have not been a good management team with their moves, you know, from a – let us reach our goal of winning the championship. You know, aspiration that every team should have. You know, uh, LeBron came in, changed that because LeBron is a GM, coach, and a player. So I mean, That's facts. simple as that. What whether you like it or not. Um, and it's 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 odd because you signed Kevin Love to that kind of what's the best max deal right, 108 or whatever, and you have you're drafting these young guards. It's just. Unless you're gonna like really trade them away, try to get something going, that's not something in a guard-driven league, you know, little man league, Kevin's of course a stretch forward and he can guard very well, but it's not going in the direction of when I say, yo, I'm gonna sign my max player, Kevin Love, you're not really feeding that fire. You're going the opposite way. So you have opposing sides, you know, for you're contradicting yourself pretty much. Yeah. And 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 if I could break down this uh this post, yeah. Okay. Um, it's Kevin Love posted. Uh, a lot of non-truths being shared, mm-hmm. a.k.a. they're right. I hate these things, <laughs> <laughs> But I've learned that in the world we live in, where people remember accusations and not rebuttals, they're right. I want to leave. I want to get traded. Mm-hmm. Let me paint. Let them paint whatever picture they want. Because I want to get traded and get out of here. <laughs> Fact is, I love my teammates. I hate these. Because <laughs> <I hate these. laughs> they won't pass me the ball. <laughs> I hate these I want to be traded. That's what that post is saying. That's a,
0: that's a PR. His PR was like, yo, give me your phone. I got you this template. <laughs> hey,
1: Colin, real quick, real quick, real quick. Here's a thousand, all right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, act like you like me real quick. Yeah, bro. So Can we with that being said, like, where does he go? <sighs> Any team could use him right now, but and, I mean, yeah, a lot of teams could use him. Who's going to take on the contract though? Who has Who has to catch Can somebody take on the contract? Man, I don't even know. You know at this No, you know, I I just unless he, he would maybe not end up in a worst situation because this is the worst. Unless he just goes to the Hawks, you know. But I think it would take a it would take a good GM that is ready to move around some pieces, might have to give away, like, a fan favorite, kind of like somebody off the bench, you know, and maybe a draft pick. But if you're in contention and you you can make the move for him, why not? You know, I mean, I, it was rumors that he wanted to go to Portland like a month ago. Yeah. Can that happen? I mean, it could. So, yeah. it's, he wants to get out. And I think it's the biggest thing, is just get out the house. You know, the house is on fire and nobody's doing anything to save the people in it. They're just sitting there. So,
0: so like, if you trade for him, like, Are you going to make him a center or keep him at the stretch four
1: position? If I'm trading for him, I'm coming to him straight up and saying, hey, look, you know, our team needs some help. You're probably going to play the stretch four, but at the same time, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to, one, accomplish your goal of getting out that trash situation that you're in, all right? Mm -hmm. So this first year or this first, you know, few before all-star break or, you know, going down the stretch, we're just going to need you to, like, play the role, maybe come off the bench here and there. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, once we get going towards the playoffs, because you're going to solidify our playoff spot, we're going to be rolling coming down the stretch, just be ready because we're going to turn it up then. But please don't come in, you know, looking for way too much. We're going to indoctrinate you into the society, but I'm going to do a few things. I'm going to have you on a better team. We're going to feed you, you're going to get your shots off, and we're going to get you out of that crap situation. So that's what I would say. That would be my selling point, if we could get him in there and I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to do these pieces, Hopefully, you'll be happy at the end of the year. And if not, you got, what, two years on your contract left? You yeah. can ride out Sunshine with whoever, you know? Yeah. I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, you got two years left. So, yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He got, he got money, man. He's not staying in Cleveland for two more years, though. Hell no. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying the Jimmy Butler approach, and nobody's better at the Jimmy Butler approach than Jimmy Butler. Yeah.
0: if, had, if Caleb had a little bit better defense. He's been gone by now.
1: Um, <laughs> moving on from that, next
0: topic I want to talk about is Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, coming in contact with a referee. Uh, He can't get a break, can he? He can't get a break. He just came back too from injury, I think. Um, So the Washington point guard, Isaiah Thomas, was ejected in the first quarter of the Wizards game against the Portland Trail Blazers on Friday night for making contact with an official. Thomas was tied up alongside, um, along the sideline by Portland's Carmelo Anthony with 10 minutes and 32 seconds left in the quarter. As he broke away from Anthony, he made contact with referee Marit Kogut, who stumbled into the crowd. And he was given a technical foul, then immediately rejected. The call was reviewed and upheld. Uh, the Wizards went on to lose one twenty-two to one hundred three. And then they said he made physical contact with the referee. Um, it was definitely just a push during the dead ball contact with the referee. And then uh, Thomas comments "said uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the, contra- the contact, and I was standing right there. I thought he just fell." No, that was that was that's what Damian Lewis said. Um, I thought he just fell into him, and that was it. They reviewed it, and they kind of stood their ground. So I guess what they thought happened. happened. Um, But do you think it was fair for him to be ejected um, from the game?
1: Of course, he's a bully. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) He's terrible. No, I mean you got to look at it in context. I mean if. I know refs have the code of concept, but at the same time, there's some calls you have to be human about. And the only the only thing that would probably get him in trouble for my way that I think the ref should have went about it would probably be uniformity. And if you know something happened like that, then they wouldn't go to each player and just talk to him about it. But it's like, oh, bro, like, are you good? I'd be like, you good? Like, what's up? You know, not, not in the, like, me just trying to have a full-on conversation, but I would look at it, oh on the sideline, everybody trying to keep their balance. I got pushed, cool, get up. It's like everything, all right. But like I call it, review it, or not probably not call it, but I was like, yo, what, what happened here? Real quick, thirty a millisecond. Nah, he pushed him, bro. He pushed him hard. Yeah. <laughs> all right, running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. Let's run it back. He like he's frustrated to call. <laughs> it's, it's, it's extension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: He knew he fucked up. Too. He's got to
1: go. He's got to go. He had, a, he, had a, he had a... All right. So, scratch all what I just said. He had a blank moment. He had a blank moment. He was frustrated about him getting tied up. He probably got grabbed a little bit. And then he kind of extended his arm with the ref. That's what happens when you touch an official. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean... Yeah,
0: that could have definitely been prevented, but... There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean... Yeah, let's see one more time. You
1: live and learn. Yeah. Right, don't put your hands on the ref. He Because he, he stepped. He got into him and then he extended. Yeah. Come on. Come on, dog. It do better. He just had, he had a blank moment. I understand, Uh-huh. but ew, ew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because the refs nowhere. In, I mean, he's near it, but he doesn't need to step into it. He's not losing his balance or anything. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought it was something else, but nah, bro, stupid. That's stupid. Super, 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 stupid, stupid. Moving on to that, um, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. You want to be the what? The star player,
0: <laughs> so um, Kyrie finally you know broke some silence um since he got injured. So according to New York, uh, ESPN staff writer Malik Andrews, as a shoulder injury threatens to spoil his debut season with the Brooklyn Nets, at, uh, said Saturday, uh, Brooklyn Nets Kyrie Irving said Saturday that surgery is not off the table, though he's hoping to avoid it. Speaking with reporters for the speaking with reporters for the first time since initially injuring his right shoulder in mid-November, Irving was diagnosed with a shoulder impingement, mm. said he got a cortisone shot um, the day before Christmas in an attempt to postpone or eliminate the need for surgery. He said, I'm in a better place now um, that it has been a significant amount of time. Irving said the next step in any progression was to either get a cortisone shot or to get surgery. That was the ultimatum I was fixed with. Now I'm just doing the best I can to live off this cortisone and move forward if I need surgery in the future. Irvin said he and the NETS medical team will reevaluate in a month or two whether arthroscopic surgery will be needed. Then he said the cortisone shot lasts as long as it can. You either continue to get cortisone shots, which is obviously detrimental to your health and your muscles, or you go to get arthroscopic surgery, Irvin said. For me, it's just about being able to go back out there right after the amount of rehab, the right amount of rest and recovery, and see what we can do for the rest of the season and then reevaluate after a few months. Um, So Irvin said he thought about undergoing surgery during the season uh, with Katie being out and, uh, you know, them in the nets, you know, hovering, you know, being it's above five hundred, being five hundred, under five hundred. Um, so he said, it definitely crossed his mind as well too. Um, he said, it just sucks. Urban said, it's really disheartening when, when you're working your tail off to be a certain level, and your shooting and your shooting shoulder just starts to give up on you a little bit as well too. Um, but you know, enough of you know all these quotes and whatnot. Um, it kind of just sucks because I'm thinking of Paul George now, yeah. how Paul George is playing through injury last year as well too, and he actually he looks elite. Yeah, he got shoulder surgery and he looks elite. So, given Kyrie's track record, track uh, record being injured all the time, I would say go like, get surgery. If there, yeah, if there's a detriment, if there's a detriment or a huge, what's that word I'm looking for? A huge uh, side effect to the cortisone shots, and you know, just don't
1: do that. Just go get surgery. Go get surgery. Katie's out. Katie's out. There's no no need for you to be playing hero on a new team just yet. You have Kyrie's 27, 28, maybe. If that. Yeah. Might be 26. Mm -hmm. But you have another decade to to run stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. With Katie by your side, who is a prime leading scorer and is trying Mm -hmm. to get right himself, bro, take care of yourself. Get right. Kyrie's 27. You guys have another solid five to six years to run stuff. You just need to be healthy. You need to be playing the best basketball you can, you know? And the East is not going to be super tough to break through as of right now, you know? So, come on now. Why not? Why not? That's what I'm saying, too. It's like, this is... Giannis is going to leave if they don't win this year. I mean, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. They're first in the league. But if, if if they... This year, Giannis is out. Oh, so State basically,
0: don't. you bringing up Giannis leaving, saying that when the Nets are fully healthy, they can run the East if Giannis leaves the East. There's more of a possibility, yes, for them to run the East for without sure. having to play Giannis. Sure. Yeah, but I mean we gotta see where Giannis and uh, all and all them, you know, how they end up and stuff. But not to sidetrack. Yeah, uh, yeah, with Kyrie, you're right, man. It's, I mean, I wanted him to get immersed in that system. Um, and it kind of sucks, too, because he is in one of the biggest outlets in media, which is New York. Yeah. And you kind of do see the sam- the small sample size of Kyrie with the team and without the team. So he kind of yeah. gets that bad rep as well, too. Yeah. But hopefully uh, he gets surgery. That way he can come back and be ready for training camp. Because Paul George got that joint in this off offseason. Then he missed, what, like the first 12 games or whatnot. Yeah. So if I'm Kyrie, I'm just sitting it out and, you know not adding any further damage to it. Because he was saying, like, um, basically he wants to, you know, see where they're at and, you know, if they can make a playoff push, make a playoff push. But you're not oh. going to really go anywhere. Let's, like, yeah, let's be honest. Let's be real. I mean, honestly, obviously in his head, he thinks he's one of the best players and he thinks he has what it takes to get them over the hump. But does, realistically, no. Does he have to change his playing style? I think he has to eventually change his playing style. But like we said a couple episodes ago, when Katie comes back, everything goes
1: away. It goes away. All the problems go away. It goes away. So why, you know, it's like, it's going to be a new day, but you're over here acting like it's going to be doomsday today. So you're like expending all your resources. You are a resource guy, Irving. And the
0: thing is, from a talent perspective, we already know what him and Katie bring to the table as well, too. So let this young talent continue to build, continue to grow, continue to get comfortable in that system. That way you know you have some
1: hitters you can rely on when you get back. Like we said about LeBron, what last year mm-hmm. when they was you know watching the, this team, so hey, yeah, or right, his team being the Lakers, but you know they blew that up. But like we said, let let, let, let him rock. You know what you can do. What we, we what you and KD do, and keep going, bro. Keep playing. Keep going. Keep playing. Keep playing. Um,
0: so Andre Drummond has been on the trade block trade block lately, Lizzie. Um, so where is this topic at? There you go, cheesing, geeking. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm <outta> here. yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, basically, Andre Drummond's been in trade discussions um, as of late, and uh, you know, obviously, Detroit Pistons aren't you know playing to the level where they're supposed to be playing. That last year they were the eight seed, um, traded for Blake Griffin, made a little bit of noise as well too, and right now they are eleventh and 13th in 2013 and 20, 13 to 23 um, behind the Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets, which is place. You got two all-stars and Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and arguably six men a year with D. Rose. Dwayne Casey, who we've been raving on, and they're still not getting <laughs> it done. Um, so my whole thing is with him, you know, he's a walking double-double rebounding machine. Um, I think it's just... The Pistons Pistons aren't doing anything. So I think it's just time to rock. But he, saying the politically correct answer, basically said, I'm not a quitter, for for one. I was never brought up to be a quitter. If I start somewhere, I try to finish there. Try to complete the mission, which is to win a championship. It will never be me that wants to go anywhere. I love being here. I would love to play here for the rest of my career. That's bullshit. Get out of there. And that kind of sounds like complacency as well, too. Yeah, get out of there, because bro. Because he got paid, he's just like, yo, F it. Nah, bro, you know what the landscape's looking like. Yeah. Rock if you can. Rock if because you can. Because you're a commodity. There's a lot of teams that need a big... Boston would do well with you. Miami would do well with you, like we Fox. just mentioned before we started recording as well, too. There's a couple of teams that are in need of a pretty legit big... Even Dallas or something like that as well, too. Very
1: true.
0: Um, so, just try to, try to force your way out, to be honest, because...
1: You have, guys have.
0: probably won't make the playoffs, but you're in the East. So those last two to three seeds, you can have a losing record and still get there. But yeah. I just feel like with with Detroit, they just need to clear the deck and just start over, to be honest. Trey, Blake, Trey, Andre, get rid of D-Row. Just, just start fresh, man. Mm-hmm. What are your whole thoughts on this whole situation?
1: Uh, I'm not sure how crazy it's going to be to start super fresh. thing is, it's going to force itself to start fresh because... Once they start their re- rebuilding process, other than like a D Rose or something like that, I don't think Blake's gonna sit quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and Andre Drummond is politically correct, and if he just wants to be complacent in the cornerstone, cool. But being a big man, as we see with Kevin Love, he's a stretch big man. Andre Drummond's not a stretch big man. Mm-hmm. It's not easy playing with young guards, you know. Yeah. And and I don't have a formula for re- for rebuilding, but. You have to trade away some pieces. And Andre Drummond probably should be the first one on that ship out of there. Go ahead. Um, Blake Griffin will soon follow in the coming years, I feel like, because he's not going to want to just ride his career out in a losing team either. You'll probably have to cash uh, Dwayne Casey, even though he has been one of the best coaches in the league. But it's it's kind of off a, a, a feeling and a, an emotional thing once you start rebuilding like that. Yeah. So you're just trying to build new. And... Yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> just, it's, 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 it's tough to talk about. It's a losing team in the East, and it's a player that's been there for a while that could do well on other teams. So get out of there while you still can. Why not? Facts. It's kind of like, you know... One of your
0: boys is going through it and he just keeps confiding in you. And after a while, you just get tired of it, bro. (laughs) Like, like, bro, I can I can only give you but so much advice. It's time to move on. (laughs) Because it's your fault. Probably yeah.
1: yeah, What's the what's the Lauren Hill joint? The uh, the X Factor joint. You know? It's like she's like, What? She said, um I I we keep doing this, but it's not working. You know what I'm saying? It's not working. It's
0: not working. But, yeah, Andre Drummond, we'll see what's good with you. Detroit Pistons, I don't know, man. I feel bad for D-Rose. Like any other team could use him off the bench right now. Facts. Like on some Louisville-type stuff. And he can Facts. close. He can still close. What's man. his contract? I think he's got two-year, eight mil or something like that, or <sighs> 16 mil. or I need to pay
1: that, man. Because D-Rose is, what, late 20s, maybe?
0: Yeah. Can we get, can we get D-Rose? No, he's 30 pay? now. Oh,
1: he's 30 now, huh?
0: Time flies. New decade.
1: He can, pay, he can play another. I'm not even going to put the time limit on D. Rose because he's came back from way worse, but whatever.
0: Facts. 76ers um, are six in the East, 23-14, and on a four-game losing streak as well, too, after they lost to Houston, um, which is crazy. Uh, Basically, Joel B came out and said, losing four in a row sucks, and it doesn't feel like we're getting better. Um, So it's frustrating. I care about winning. It's taking a toll on me. All I care about is when It sucks. We got to find a way. I guess we've got to keep fighting. Um, it's just crazy because, like, it was literally just Christmas and they literally just waxed the best team in the NBA. To, it, was the well it was all good just a week ago. It was <laughs> all good just a week ago. And now you're complaining, like, I don't know what's good with the 76 I feel like we always bring these motherfuckers like up all the time. It's like, we either fall in love with them. We either criticize Ben Simmons. We either criticize Joel Embiid's mentality on the court. Like, what is it with this team? Are they fools go? Are they going to turn around? Granted, they're fifth in the East, only a couple um, games behind, you know, the fourth and third seed and whatnot. But it's just like, what do you think has to happen? Um, obviously, I, I mean, obviously, there's going to be those times where teams get on that slight losing streak. It's not like they were getting blown out by these teams. It's just poor execution down the stretch. But and we love toxic relationships. And we love toxic relationships. That's all we know. But what do you think it is with them? Like that Ben Simmons
1: won't shoot for spacing purposes. I don't know. Like if he let a few more fly for spacing purposes. I know we talk about this all the time, and that's why it's tiresome to yeah. talk about. You know, and the thing is, they did lose in one of these losing streaks to uh, cornroll James Harden, who might be the closest thing to Black Jesus we've seen in the league since Michael Jordan. <laughs> but but. You know, I don't. I, I think we're not gonna be talking about this in another <laughs> week or Blood so Jesus. because yeah, they, they find a way to get in this stick in. We always say, "Oh, the Timberwolves look so bad. They're gonna win three yeah. or four games. It's gonna, it's gonna replace it." We're not gonna be thinking about Ben Simmons not shooting and only maybe having a float game. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's mundane to me. I think they're fine. They're gonna get into the playoffs. They're gonna lose gut richly, like they always lose, and Joel Embiid's gonna cry about it. But. <laughs> or they could turn the, They could turn the corner. But to, to me, that it's been in this relationship with them for the past two years. They're gonna lose. and Joel Embiid's gonna cry, and Ben Simmons not gonna shoot. Yeah, they just need. To, I mean, at this point, it's like, El Brand might get fired. Like,
0: even though he made some good moves last year, acquiring Jimmy Butler, getting Tobias Harris, um, pulling off that heist. You lost Jimmy Butler. You're fifth in the East. We, everyone, basically had these guys or crown these guys before the season started as the conference, the conference favorites they look over good. the Bucks. They look good. They look good. When they look good, they look good. But when they look bad, they look bad. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to two things. One, I feel like they can – if they find a way to match up against the Bucks in the conference finals, I think they can beat the Bucks just of because course. of their size. They proved that on Christmas. They obviously just won game. But I think so. Two is like if they lose,
1: we're gonna know why they lose. Why they why they gonna lose in the in the playoffs? Scary thing is, bro. I think Toronto's gonna upset somebody, and it might be them again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, Marcus is the kryptonite to Joel Embiid. B. Um, yeah. And Pascal Siakam still has came back from injury. Norman Pound still hasn't came from injury. And they're de- they're they're the defending champ, so you gotta give them credit where it's due. And they've been playoff tested already, so yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that Toronto can't you know. Cannot get to the conference finals. Only time will tell. And I love Nick Nurse as a coach. But, um, yeah, with the 76ers, if they lose, we going to know because of the poor spacing that they have. Like you said, Ben is inability to shoot. You're clogging up the paint. And it's like, why do you have two centers right now? Yeah. Instead of signing. You get, you sign Al Horford. I get it because he was Joel Embiid's other kryptonite as well, too. Um, and he adds that veteran presence, but if you already got Joel B, you floor. can get a slight center who's a veterans minimum type of player and then just get shooters around them. Get us to get a stretch like, for Like how it was um, when they won 50 games and they kind of overachieved that one year on LeBron's last year in Cleveland yeah. when they went like 50 and 32. Um, I think they got like the, the third seed and Cleveland got the fourth seed and Indiana got the fifth seed. And um they had a good shooting team. They over. had Covington, Saric, Ilya Sova, Marco Bellinelli, JJ Redick. Like <laughs> that God. was that's what you should do. Like I would keep Tobias and then just get shooters. You don't really need Al Horford like that. Don't you make don't no sense. You don't. It do make no
1: sense at all. Bro. Granted, Al Horford can hit a hit a three point shot, but he's not going to be out there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. And then too, I just had a thought that you know, say they do win the East. I don't know if it's gonna be a convincing finals, at all. I mean, well, you could say that for a lot of teams. I mean, their size, their size. One thing I do love their is size, their size, their size. That's yeah. one thing I do love. So if they were like matched up with like a, a Lakers, that would be a okay. Good, that'd be a good matchup. it would be it'll be decent. I think. I think the Lakers would spread them out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that one. <laughs> I we look forward to seeing what happens with the 76ers. If they make some moves, They don't make any moves, but we'll see what happens.
0: Definitely, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> Portland is uh, who I want to talk about next, just for a brief moment. Rome is burning. They um, are 15-21 and 21 in the West right now, um, and this is the former Western Conference Finals team. Um, obviously, they you know lost Ed Davis, Mo Harkless, Myers Leonard, um, and then there was a major injury to uh, what's his name, Rodney Hood, yes. and then oh, Nurkajank yes. ain't back as well too. But you think with the two leaders that they have, um, and based off their success last year with acquiring Hassan Whiteside and um, obtaining Carmelo Anthony, they would be better than they are. I mean, right now they are the 8th seed, but that's that can change at any point in time because under them San Antonio's fourteen twenty, 1420, Phoenix fourteen twenty one, Memphis surprisingly fourteen twenty two, which they smacked the Clippers. I'm probably not gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> and Sacramento Kings are right there. So the AC is gonna be changing constantly. One one through seven is pretty much set in set in stone shots at OKC. I did not expect them to be twenty fifteen right now. You may have to consider Chris Paul and as, um, as an all star vote. We'll talk about that later. But with well, Portland um You know, obviously there's been trade rumors as well, too, with, like, C.J. McCollum as well, too. Do you... What do you do? Do you wait until you're fully healthy again? Um, Or do you
1: try to make a trade? Do you try to reset? What do you do? Mm, I don't think you can blow anything up right now for the Portland Trailblazers, unless you really are trying to trade for Kevin Love. Boom. Cool. I think that's great. Um, But we're just realizing how important that supporting cast are in the league, you know? Like... Mm definitely from a Warriors standpoint. I know their superstars are down right now, but the biggest thing is it's the supporting cast. If, we would, if it would have been last year and Livingston, Iguodala, and those guys were still around the Warriors, I think that they would still be, until their their main guys came back, they would still be sitting around middle mid, mid-conference yeah. and not in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? So, supporting cast is everything in the NBA, and we owe... Yada yada yada, the uh, names, the duels, stuff like that. But the thing is, every time that a LeBron James team is made up, LeBron James focuses on those supporting casts. We're always really intrigued about who this team's gonna get down to, like the last player on that roster. Yeah, you know the the Caruso. The, are they gonna keep Josh Hart? You know the, they brought in Troy Daniels as a shooter and all that stuff like that. We're so and teams should look at that and understand that. Look, you can't just sign some people, or you can't just you know think that we're going to rock with with certain people. And I think if your supporting cast is good, but they're just kind of injured, then you you should you should kind of wait it out a little bit. I'm sorry like you can't sacrifice a season, but right now it just looks like a lot of their supporting cast guys, they're good guys that support Dame and CJ are just down. Carmelo has been a good little boost, but right now unless you can make a solid move, it's tough it's tough to say that we're going to blow everything up. Because you've seen these guys get to Western Conference Finals before, and they can do it again. They need maybe one or two more pieces, and maybe you lay some foundational things to like get over the hump when you, it's your time again, when everybody's healthy. But right now, it, it's tough to blow something up just because you know you had a flat tire.
0: All right, yeah, I agree with you. Um, there's so many games they just let escape them. Yeah, they am saying split. they, they got to beat these washed teams. I mean, they kind yeah, of washed it. themselves now, but. Yeah. You can't lose to the Knicks. You can't lose to Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? The, p- the Pelicans, teams that we don't really consider, you know, playoff caliber teams. You got to get those dubs out. And it's kind of shocking, too, that Melo's been pretty it's consistent. It's solid. He's sometimes he's a little shocking? bit more consistent than the CJ and, and Dame sometimes. Is it
1: a little bit. Mel- they're sons of Carmelo I mean, I guess because
0: he hasn't played in a long time.
1: Uh, they're sons of Carmelo Anthony. bro. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say So that. we
0: know now that Melo isn't the problem. He's not a problem. And we know now that Melo should be in the league for at least two more years. So, yeah. teams after the season over with, you can definitely utilize that man. Yeah. He's one of the best bucket getters. Can um, rebound the ball. Can rebound the ball. And his, his his classic, give me that shit. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah, we'll keep, a, we'll keep a little tab on Portland moving forward. Like I said, well, they're the AC now. So, they should get the AC when it's all said and done. Just win the easy games, beat up on the East. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, we'll see what happens from there as well too. Big facts. Michael Porter Jr. Um, <laughs> young been, KD, young KD has been looking has been looking pretty good um, on the season's averaging six points, three rebounds um, right now. PR eighteen point eight nine, which is fifty second in the entire NBA, which is pretty good. But he's had a couple games um, where he's looked good. Uh, they're starting to give him. Well, it kind of fluctuates. So whenever he plays solid amount of minutes, he does well. So um, on December 28th against Memphis, he had 11 points um, and 19 minutes. Game after that, he played 26 minutes against Sacramento. He had 19 points, six rebounds, and then just as of late on January the 2nd, he played 23 minutes and scored 25 points. So um, he's looking pretty good. Solid 20 points a game. obviously right now um, the Nuggets have an identity. We can Is it safe to say that? Of course. Um, right the now, Nuggets are so, good. Nuggets are good. Second seed right now in the entire um, Western Conference. Uh, so my thing with you is, is it just time to, you know, take the chains off on Michael, Michael Porter and just let him grow? Because my whole thing was, like, I thought they weren't going to – Given that many minutes granted because he's a rookie, yeah. Um, and also you don't really want to mess up what what you guys have been doing, so you don't want to you know really mess up the chemistry. But
1: he's a baller, dog. He's a baller, so why not, right? But what, we, we, what are your thoughts
0: on him and you know,
1: and the Nuggets? I think he, um, well, shout out to their organization one for bringing him back the right way, and it, yeah. and maybe it's speaking to the injury a bit to say that. It's one not one of those things that you can actually rush. Yeah. You really has to be good and all right to play again. Mm-hmm. But just with the rehab, with the, you know, the minutes, even though we would love to see him more, I think I think this is a good, good case study for teams that want to bring somebody back that can be a cornerstone in your franchise, but at the same time has a really tough injury that might take a while to come back from. Big thing is they were in a place that they could sit and wait because they were they've been second in three and one in the West for the last two, three years, they've yeah. been doing the damn thing. So they drafted a really good player at the right time, and they they let him recover. They let him... They're monitoring his minutes, and he looks like a dog. We didn't see him in college. We we barely saw him in the uh, summer league, but dude is ridiculous. Because we already had, oh, he looks like Katie from a scoring standpoint. Do dude really looks like him. I mean, he might not be as tall as him. He's like 6'9", 6'10", maybe. Mm-hmm. But but Michael Porter Williams flows with the basketball... Is that, did, I, did I say his name right? Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Ooh. Uh, he flows with the basketball. He gets his shot off whenever he wants to. And a solid 20 points a game is gonna make them hard to beat. So why not give him his experience so when they are playing the Lakers and the Rockets and whoever down the stretch, they have somebody they can, they can go to in case because he's not the first option on their team, which is wild at 20... I mean, not wild, but at 20 points a game, he's not the first option. Yeah. So let's have this X factor over here. We got Jamal Murray. We got Joker. Michael Carter-Williams as a swing man. And then all these other guys that's already playing well, we, we just have that extra 20 points sitting yeah. on the floor. So I think it's great. I think they really managed this well, and I think he's playing like a beast. Yeah, and then with Paul
0: Millsap agent, I think his contract's going to expire soon. They're probably going to move on from that, mm-hmm. and then they're going to make him like the official four. Yeah. And uh, like you said, down the line, he's going to become their closer, him and Murray. Mark my words. And um, he's barely scratched the surface. Right now, he's just playing from his pure, raw talent. Once he gets defined and gets more skilled, it's a wrap. Of course. It's a wrap. The West is always elite. Last thing I want to talk about is the 2020 NBA All-Star voting. First returns released. Mavs, Luka, Donich, and Bucks, Yancey, the lead respective conferences in first fan returns of NBA All-Star voting presented by Google. So um, it really isn't a shock to me. They're both playing lights out. They're both foreign players. So yeah. NBA has become more of a global sport. So it makes sense that they're going to – it's kind of weird. This is like the first time we got two international players – who were leading the way in respective conferences with all these votes? I was shocked that he had LeBron had less votes than Luca, but like you said, like I said, uh, it's, it's global now, so yeah. it makes sense as well. too. other notable people um, from the West, LeBron had a million or just over a million view uh, uh, votes. LeBron, Ad then Kawhi then PG then Cat and then Porzingis underneath him and guards. You know you had Luca obviously like I said first. He's a guard is just crazy. Yeah. Um so my thing is like, why isn't LeBron a guard if he's playing guard this year? I guess he's known for that. Yeah. Don't matter. James it's kinda St- like the
1: uh the uh election system here is like the popular vote and yeah. the electoral vote, but keep going, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then like they have Ben Simmons as a guard, but LeBron just got moved to the guard, so it just don't make sense. Yeah. So I get to trying to find that balance. Valid. Um but uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm going to monitor this because I think it's just one fourth, or I think it's either I think it's half fans or one fourth fans, and then the rest is media and coaches. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not really shocked on anything. Um, obviously, they troll like a couple years ago. Zaza Pachulia had hella votes, but we already knew he won't go and get it. And yeah. then I think they said Taco Taco Fall got a good <laughs> amount of votes as well too for the front court at number six. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, people I want to see. This year, definitely Luca, um, definitely
1: Spider, as well too. I would love to see Ja. Well, I know he's not gonna yeah, make it not. into the. He's gonna play in like with the rookie game, maybe. But yeah. I would love to see Jaw. Yeah,
0: I would love to see Porzingis up there as well too. We'll see. Melo will be hot. Okay. No, why not? Um, guards, I wouldn't be shocked if Trey Young makes it. Now that Kyrie is uncertain right now, I don't want
1: to see Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I would uh, rather see uh, I would rather see Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Brandon Ingram definitely deserves it this year.
0: I would I would love to see Derrick Rose. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't get it last year, but he's been playing well. Like I said, we're so limited from the guard position in the East. Yeah. You know, anything can happen. It will be dope to see the uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum make it this year. They've been playing all-star level. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Maybe not
1: Jason Tatum. I would love to see D'Angelo. Yeah. Pascal's definitely going to make it this year. So of course, spicy. Cool.
0: Spicy P. But, I mean, overall, like, there's, you, there's clearly more talent in the West. Yeah. So, like how we said the other day or a couple of episodes ago, you know, just break the fourth wall, so to say, and mm-hmm. just get rid of the East and West and just have, you know, the top 16 team make it to the playoffs. Why not? Why, not, why don't we just have the best 24 players do it? That would nice. be hot. I got it. So... Um, yeah we'll keep monitoring that break the wall break the wall break oh. the wall ladies and gentlemen that was episode 68 of the Caesar show I hope you guys enjoyed this fun filled episode make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars at the Caesar show at Trader as well too there's going to be much more episodes to come so I'm excited for that any last words
1: don't be good be great haha <laughs> I love that
0: we out